Integrity. That's called courage. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. All you need to know is I'll get you there. Learning. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Our guests are our students. Opinionated, daring, and ridiculously smart. They ask tough questions about life and about learning. This podcast is by them and for them. The word woke is a fairly recent addition to our vocabulary. Its history actually lies in the fight for racial justice in America. But today being woke is used as a blanket term for being aware of social issues and for being politically correct. Um, and while it's great to be woke and to be aware, there is a darker side to it where there is a constant pressure to know everything that's going on in the world and to always say the right thing. Uh, today's episode is about the pressure to be woke. Thank you, Urvi and Gurmeha, for joining me for this episode. Um, Urvi is in class 11 and is from Bangalore. She is an avid reader, a fierce intersectional feminist. She paints, writes and dances to put off studying for her exams. Um, and in her own words, she loves movies that make her cry. Um, our guest speaker today is Gurmehar Kaur. She is the author of Small Acts of Freedom, which is a deeply personal family history. Um, she holds a master's from University of Oxford. Thank you both for being here. Um, I want to start off with a simple question. Uh, what does being woke really mean to you? Yeah, I'll go. Hi, I'm Ubi, first of all. Um, to me, being woke is just being aware, like you said, right? Being aware of what's going on in the news, being aware of how different communities are being treated. And this has been amplified because of social media, because we have the news accessible on our fingertips right now. So being woke to me is just being aware and being and being in the know-how of what things are going on and how is it affecting people around me and me. I think we have, uh, I think when I think about the term woke, my first, uh, you know, you talk about the history of it, uh, Sadika, but I think my first instinctive, the image that comes to my mind is the beginning of the BuzzFeed culture, where things like woke and words like, you know, where terms like woke and queen and, uh, you know, were, were introduced into my everyday life. And I think when I think about woke, I often relate this word to internet culture. Uh, and I think what Ulvi just said, uh, being aware of, um, you know, being aware of social issues, being aware of, um, you know, be, being a part of debates, being, uh, speak, you know, speaking up about uh, the marginalized, I think all of those things often, when I think about it in my head, there are a lot more, um, they, for me, there are a lot more either academic or activist in sense, um, mm. you know, they often come from ground and I don't and I don't associate the ground activity and uh, academic practices uh, as BuzzFeed culture which is woke if that makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. Do do you feel the pressure to be woke and do you act under that pressure? Do I feel the pressure of being woke? Um, and here's to say Ulvi, I don't disagree with what you say I just feel like there might be just a very slight um generational not I'm not saying generational because we're yeah, yeah. same generation I see and yeah yeah within when it comes to internet trend trends and themes they evolve so fast that even uh you know be between you and I we might have a five-year uh difference uh, of how we how we came into internet culture and how we came into 
uh, what we're experiencing right now, which is why, you know, which is why when you talk about being woke, uh, for you, it is, uh, it is this very activist-y, uh, this, it is very, uh, you know, it is that, it, it is this space that you have almost grown up into. Whereas when we were, uh, when I was in 11th standard, woke was something we, we, we created. So for us to, for, I think, I think our generation um, was, like, no, I say generation, like there's a huge gap, but I think our, like our internet, um, our, our beginning of internet phases, I think uh, we sort of, uh, we sort of brought an activist discourse into the internet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's where maybe maybe woke, um, uh, woke and like where, where those cultures uh, merge. Do I feel the pressure of being woke on the internet all the time? Um, hundred percent. I think pressure of being uh, woke is this pressure of being politically correct. Hmm. Um, and then again, politically correct depends on the context. Who's politically correct? Because if I look at the woke audiences, or if I look at the woke people, or if I look at people who are largely, you know, who think about who largely have a very progressive center left or left leaning outlook to the world, um, then the kind of politics I practice is politically correct. But whereas if I situate the same political practice into maybe uh, a larger uh, context of where, well, the country is heading or or the larger context of uh, the political situation in, in India or in the world right now, then then maybe having the conversations that I'm having are politically incorrect. Um, and I think there's often a lot of pressure um, to, to, to constantly be politically correct. And the generation thing is also very interesting because I was just thinking about it and how I've sort of um, and maybe people younger than me have grown up with the internet. They've seen, they've, they were born into the internet. They mm. enter the world and they're like, oh wait, here's Instagram. I will, I'll make an account and I'll follow all of these pages on my uh, explore and I'll be like, wow, what is body positivity? What is this, that? But um, when it comes to say people who are older than me, that was, that those people created these pages. They were the, starters of these pages so many of these people don't even know about it they've just started to know about it which is where sort of which is why in my sense woke is just being aware but in someone older to me woke may be something very very different so that's when the pressure to be woke is even more confusing because what does being woke really mean hmm. Right. If it means different things to different people, how can all of us be woke? So the and do you do you act under that pressure, Urvi? So, Gurmeher has a much more public profile and persona on the internet. I don't until I got a Twitter account. Mm. <laughs> uh, getting a Twitter account is that sort of uh, line that you have to walk on, which is very dodgy because you misstep and someone says, "Oh, look, look what you did." Now, mm. now you're going to fall. And because of the privilege that I have, I, ha I used to have a safety net of having a private account, of having only my friends know what I think of. But then when you get a public account, that safety net is slowly being torn apart. And you, you make one mistake, you lose your balance and you fall straight to death. There is, there's literally no coming back. So because of having a public um, account and having something that everyone can read and know about, 
that's where the pressure to be woke really plays in i think hmm so is this i mean pressure to be aware only driven by social media or is it also around you when you meet your friends and your family in person oh definitely definitely it is and i think i used to be such a big carrier of that and mm-hmm. i'm very guilty of that i used to um the uh, two years ago i i would notice myself looking down on people who didn't think the way i did and mm-hmm. we, and that is so wrong right we are allowed to have different opinions we are allowed to think differently but i would look down on people and i think cancel culture comes with a sort of mob mentality the mm. adrenaline we get when everybody's yelling kill 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 at this one person targeting one person i mm. think that's where cancel culture comes from and i i found myself doing that in real life with real people it wasn't just a name on my screen it was an actual real person who i loved or cared for which mm. became even more scary hmm i think talking about um keeping up that um sort of persona of woke in real life conversation it's i i'm i think it's especially that's 100% uh something that happens and i think it's especially amplified in a lot more academic um circles and and in fact i've been thinking about it a lot more uh, recently that pressure comes from the certain assumption uh that the woker you are the more like you the the more woke you are the more morally correct you are hmm. right the more aware Definitely. you are the better you are than other people hmm almost as if you're almost as if you're the best you know there's always and i think and i've often seen this even in conversations it's how can i trump the other person mm-hmm. by being more woke mm-hmm. you know by being more aware by being more uh, you know by being a bigger voice uh, for let's say you know a bigger voice uh, for the marginalized or you know a bigger ally than the next person um, and almost i feel like and it's such a social and it's a, it's definitely a and you know it's so interesting to see how internet uh, and woke culture sort of impacts our everyday social uh, conversations and activity um and turns and turns even the most normal things is hanging out into a full on performance hmm. Hmm. you know these days if you sit in a group and if you're having one everyone has to have an opinion because it's expected of you um mostly because mostly because these platforms um these tech companies and these tech platforms and social media pl- platforms they are so they are their algorithm their algorithm demands you to have an opinion right whereas which is why when you have an opinion there it's it's almost it's almost natural whereas when you meet in a real person setting we're taking that behavior and bringing it into your real life yeah and i think it's and and i genuinely think it's so toxic because one we're performing in digital space and then we're also performing in our physical space we're still working by our algorithm uh, engineered personalities and not ourselves um which which 100% is very unhealthy hmm. yeah no we would be said something in her form she said that there is a competition on who is more woke uh can you talk about how what experiences uh led you to actually say that yeah so what i meant was 
everyone is sort of running this race and the end point is this is this satisfaction that oh look i i was better than you on the internet i was better in i was more um i don't want to use this but shashi tharuresk when i was using my words and i used bigger words and more complicated words and i talked about issues that that you you couldn't see that that missed your that mm. were in your blind spot right and you see it happening so much because you're like someone someone's written why are we not talking about this we are we are but just in we're talking about maybe a different case and maybe we're talking uh, maybe someone else is talking maybe someone you don't know is talking about that so it's it's a very weird rat race situation happening on the internet where everybody is running towards this one goal of being so morally superior to to their peers that they've lost sight that these issues that you're talking about actually affect real life people they're not just issues to be talked about they mm. there are there are people who are being actually affected by this and it's not just some competition for you to win it's mm. it's very real and because woke culture is so online it sort of blurs that out it blurs the reality of it mm. i think and i think what you know what what you said would be um about people bringing in a lot of arguments i also realized um all all through all all because of all out of experience i think it's there's also it's it's there's such elitism in that you know when and i and i and my first experiences of 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 that was when i when i was in, in lsi my initial you know my initial bits of activism didn't quite come from um literature or theory or what i've read or what i knew of the world but it's straight up from like life experiences um it's an opinion i've always had and um and 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 while i and and as a young and as, and as a young 18 17 year old i couldn't i didn't have i didn't have the tools to situate it into well let's say a box of theory or like um and or you know or 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 an ideology when i went to lsr and almost like within because it was an accident um there was a lot of public attention on me and i and i realized that a lot of and i realized a lot of responses when with that you know a lot of responses of people because of that public uh, reaction was trying to engage me into you know engage me in a con- in a conversation that was rooted in a lot more academic um you know academic uh, academic framework as it was thought trapping you they woke trap yeah, you yeah. basically <laughs> that's a nice way to put it <laughs> and i remember i felt so i felt so intellectually inferior to almost most people that i was surrounded with because because i never had so i don't come from an academic family um my my mother's done her science and then she's now working um um you know in 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 the government but academia or social sciences humanities was never was never a conversation in our homes even now when i talk to her about my dissertation my questions she has no idea what what it is uh, you know the standard way of uh, of having a good life was you graduate in sciences as most people do because it's the only um, respectable um, degree and then you give your um, state service uh, or ias or um, army exams and that's a good job you have and it's a great life 
whereas uh, and and i never went to school so i was homeschooled uh, and like everybody else i also had my 11th and 12th standard as commerce because it's way more respectable than humanities so when i came down to arguing from a very academic point of view i just felt so intellectually inferior so out of out of place so out of uh, out of touch and i and then at that point i just kept thinking maybe i'm not smart enough it was just imposter syndrome and only much later did i did i could i you know when i was much older not much older but much more wiser um i realized how much of that is rooted you know in rooted in access to knowledge how you know how many kids who are these kids who are making these arguments who are their parents are their parents academics are these kids did they go to fancy delhi um you know delhi mumbai uh, schools did they go to the mayos and the dooms of the world um and i think and i think that really um and i think you're right when you talk about uh, people bringing in arguments from this place and that place uh i think there's so much elitism in that and people don't recognize it you cannot there's so i think it's so it's so it's not genuine at all when you're you know when you're when you're using vocabulary that's that's so inaccessible to talk about the most marginalized of the world mm definitely yeah mm no i think you know we just uh we love talking about things uh, but just doing that isn't enough a, a post on instagram and and a tweet on twitter isn't enough and i think and i think we should also i guess ask ourselves that what are you actually doing um, on the ground and and what what is the impact that you are uh, making um is it is it possible to care about everything that's going on around you um i'm just sharing a personal experience i have a lot of friends in the us and when the pandemic started and i have family in the uk so when the pandemic started i would keep a track of covid cases in the us covid cases in uk and covid cases in india and as time passed i was like i don't care i i want to know how many covid cases there are in delhi and what is affecting me um so i want to ask the two of you is it possible to care about everything around you absolutely not 100% no. and that i know very sorry go on with you that i don't think there's any way we can care about everything just like we can't know everything we mm. can't have all of the knowledge in the world similarly we can't care about everything and there are people who care about that and i'm and it's not invalidating their opinion it's not invalidating their activism or their wokeness it's just that it will take a toll on your mental health mm. and it will take a very big toll so mm. you have to you have to understand that these are the issues important to me and i will talk about them and i will try to educate myself about everything else but i will not put this unfair um pressure on myself to know about everything at all times mm-hmm. i think 100% i i think uh, i just don't think it's sustainable and and more than that we have to understand that that's exactly what uh, what most when we talk about when we talk about caring everything Uh, i'm going to um, for this to make this point i'm just going to assume what's happening in the country right uh, what's happening in the country what's happening with the government the uh, the actions of the government the things that we're constantly keep raging about last year it was the ca today it's the farmers protest um then there was the revocation of uh, section 370 and we've almost constant, constantly as young people in the last 4 5 years we've constantly been in this mode of um constant reaction 
like one after the other and we have to understand that uh, that that's also that's also uh, that's also something that's also something that the powerful want you to do hmm. you know they want to keep young people constantly reacting constantly um constantly engaging constantly on their toes and exhausting them and that's what we're seeing happening right now which is why i think it's sensible to um to not to not to not to not fall into that cycle of um, of ultimate rage i remember having a, i remember meeting siddhika um last weekend and the conversation we had was uh we're we're tired we're just like tired of being angry right and that's not and and that's almost every person that i meet we're just like so tired of always being angry um and i think the second thing about being i think the second thing about caring about every single thing one i don't believe is a human being one can care about every single thing mm. to care about something you really you have to have stakes in it to care about something you have to know about it um so when i see people who are constantly caring about things with deep passion um i i just don't buy it i think mm-hmm. then then i then i can often see like uh, patterns of performance there which for myself i think one as a public person there's always this pressure of oh i have to amplify this so i have to talk about this because if i don't then am i using the space that i um occupy responsibly um and on the other hand as a person uh, there's always this moral question of but if i do talk about it do i know enough about it do i care enough about it to further you know take further space in this conversation um that might not also be about m- me and i think that's something that i constantly keep um you know that i constantly that i'm constantly confused about constantly keep thinking about um and i think the way the solution that i have found is if it's something that i if it's not if it's not something that i'm either trained to understand uh if it's not something that affects me if it's something that i'm not a major stakeholder in uh i'm not going to speak about it rather amplify people mm-hmm. so that that space that i'm taking uh is can be a space that is also taken by more people in terms of maybe amplifying those voices uh, and 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 not talk myself you know not have my voice be an overpowering voice and i think that's what most people should do um mm. amplify voices if you're not a stakeholder but if it's something you really feel strongly about then definitely write about it mm. um organize around it 100% mm. so essentially passing the mic on to people who know better than you do um is it also then okay to say i don't know enough and i'm going to take some time to understand uh what's happening and then maybe talk about it definitely yeah i remember when the whole farmers protest the outrage started not the actual protest started i was i was stumped i was everyone was um all of my friends and all of my family was talking about this but none of them had read the bills all of them had just watched this one particular man shout in the uh tv and he was just yelling that these are khalistanis and these are this and that i'm like have you read the bills though why are you agreeing with him but have you read the bills and i i had to take an entire week to read about the bills to read articles to read this and that to understand what the issue is and to understand wait how do i play into this how what is my role in it and what good may has said about us being constantly angry is so important because i feel that's the only emotion on the internet right now there is no empathy anywhere we've lost that 
we've lost our kindness we've lost our empathy we're just constantly angry at everything and mm-hmm. is it even possible to be angry at everything especially if you don't know about it so if you're delivering wrong information it's better to shut up about it and give the space to other people hmm and i think um, and i think just to add uh, you know where when we talk about anger we it's it's also it's a very reactive emotion you know when we're so angry all the time what we're not doing instead of it we're not thinking as much we're not reflecting as much we're not engaging uh, with the situation as much we're just jumping from one situation to the other uh, while not giving so many causes the due um you know the due attention um and and mind space that they deserve you cannot you cannot go from one murder of uh, or one incident of rape with some women and then quickly jump on to the other and then yeah. jump on to uh, you know it, these are such delicate sensitive issues um this whole this whole reaction jumping um it's just something that qu- doesn't quite sit well with me at all and i'm very and i'm very and i'm very jaded by this performance on the internet it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel it's not informative it's not useful um you know like sadika said it's not even important to speak anymore on the you know it's not important to speak on the internet uh, the most effective effective way to go is work on ground i remember when i remember when i had just you know started um with with our earlier with our earlier um campaigns with profile for peace um or even even students against abbp you know we entered the internet with this idea of oh my god this is a great tool you know this is a great tool to amplify this is a great tool to reach people from one place uh you know transcend the boundaries of state of nations and really have conversations where we're not held down by um you know by by uh by your well you know for example by visa restrictions when it comes to india and pakistan right uh, it's 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 such a it's such a great space um to 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 engage in whereas and i think whereas in the last in the last 5 years what has happened is it's not a great space to engage in anymore because we're we're not there's no there's no because the because we're not giving enough time and enough uh, attention to these things that we're angry about you know we're not hmm. we're not creating communities the way maybe I, i would have imagined the campaigns to create when hmm. we just started and hmm. i think which is where it just brings down the conversation to on ground activism versus online activism and it's so sad because it could be such a great tool and yet what we are seeing right now is everyone performing for some sort of social capital and not building enough communities and not building enough um mm. um and not yeah hmm you know since this pressure to be woke exists how do you to deal with it um do you like switch off uh how do you deal with this pressure i um i just decide to I check the internet. I'm guilty of that. I cannot stay off the phone when every my phone is buzzing like that. But I I have to remind myself that it's okay that it's okay that I don't have an opinion yet that I I may be angry but I don't have to spew that hate out on the internet. There is enough there is enough of that already. 
it's okay for me to take a step back and read about things and inform myself and talk to people and just understand why why the things that are happening are why are they really happening and most of the times i don't end up doing that most of the times i i do put up a really angry story in my uh, account i do put out a really angry tweet but i think that's where we all grow that's where we all have to really learn Hmm. What about you, Meher? How do you deal with that pressure? That pressure being, I think I realized, I realized uh, after two years of constantly um, acting under that pressure that I can't do it. So my, so so when it come when when it came to actually dealing about it, I was just like, I can't do this. Mm. Like I, I physically cannot. Like I cannot. physically sit in an lsr classroom while doing an internship while trying to submit like submit my three term papers three assignments that i would eventually end up having to you know um copy learn from sidika and our <laughs> um, but you know i cannot sit there and write a long post and i cannot sit there and and be angry about it i have 5 million things in my brain it just became physically impossible um you know to be woke all the time um and not to say and not to say physically impossible because because of me but i think every single time one puts out a pub, like one puts out an opinion on the internet there are multiple reactions to it and with me they were often in terms of trolling and i would be having a perfectly great day you know perfectly great day or i'm like floating from one classroom to the other talking to my friends and i'll read one comment and like my brain and my heart and my whole life would just sink hmm. and that's all i could think about and i'll just be like maybe i'm a terrible person hmm. right and i just thought that entire you know the disruption of my the, the disruption it caused in my real life and my mental um you know my mental space was was uh, just really not worth it so i stopped hmm. i would have like great highs which is great praise and i'd be on top of the world and 3 seconds later it would be an absolute low and i think that like level of up and down is so exhausting it's so unhealthy it's so you're you're almost living in like a delusional world you're not even living in real life and space anymore uh, so i just like stopped reacting to things and i only now comment on things that i genuinely truly feel very um strongly about which is gr- which is terrible for my for my instagram engagement Mm. Um, but uh, but like i say i think i think you i would rather have terrible instagram engagement than be a performing circus monkey for people because mm-hmm. that's what i feel a lot of uh, a lot of us eventually just end up becoming and it's so um it's so disheartening mm. but trolling also doesn't only come from the right wing right it also comes from people who are following you and you're like hello why have you not talked about this i'm like and you're like listen i have i have a final to give give yeah. me some time i remember when the ca protest started i was having my boards and a really funny thing happened that the first case in bangalore was uh, of coronavirus was uh, at my center <laughs> so i was yeah. worrying about that i was worrying about how am i going to yeah. uh, learn all of these formulas and i was also worried about Modi ji has said something, or he's not said something, and this and that. So, I feel it's um, we don't know what the people, we don't know what everyone's going through, we don't know their circumstances, we don't know what is going on in their head. So it's so the whole um, the whole trolling and the whole 
holding people accountable using that as a farce to just bully people into giving statements is where we fail as the book people of internet yeah mm. you know we've spoken a lot about the pressure that gen z feels to be uh, to be politically correct but do you also feel that gen z puts this same pressure on their parents and on older family members definitely not only that i i i'd be we be putting pressure on people who are above 20 we're like why why you not talk about this look we are talking about this we are young we care you don't care no we know we know everything that's going on we're, we we have that mentality and we have to realize that they have all of these internalized biases and they've grown up with that and if we actually if we stop holding ourselves to that moral high moral high ground we'll realize that we also have those internalized biases we haven't let go of them yet so it's we i remember during i'm not sure what was happening but i had a really heated discussion with my mother because she had switched on a channel in the tv and i did not want the channel to be getting any more trp mm. so i had a we know so we know this is a code word <laughs> <laughs> but uh i then then looking back on it i i now think wait, what what did that how did that play out in my in my mother on my mother's mental health and did shouting do any good did mm. am i not becoming the person that i'm not telling her to give money to or trp to so i feel mm. it's definitely that the, the whole yelling at other people for not caring as much as you think you do is definitely there hmm i think i think again it's also such a such a space of privilege and it's such a question of privilege and access to education right we as younger people uh, we have a lot of access to discourse because it's on it's on our mobile phones um whereas i can imagine when our when our parents were younger especially you know most of us our parents have you know they come from smaller towns with you know now today we have such fancy education today we not only fancy education we also and those of us who don't have these brilliant cbse top schools in our cities um whether a small town or or a, or a larger town we're still we're still very much engaged in um in 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 the cultural discourse and the political discourse through our phones which is not something that our that our parents had second it's also language you know we're all talking in english you know we're all a lot more comfortable with english than our parents were uh, which is where most of uh, most of your progressive thoughts are originally um uh, originally written and if not in if not in if not in english then in your regional languages um and not so much in hindi in hindi you the larger conversations have often been very very rooted in traditions you know which is something that we often hold them um you know that we often hold against them and it's so and it's and it's and i he and i absolutely i'm i'm so i feel terrible when i see young people um being rude to their parents because it's not it's not having it's not it's not a sweet conversation it's not when when i see when i see that play out in front of my eyes i i feel i feel so terrible uh when younger people are being absolutely rude to their parents almost embarrassing them you know going into their arguments and uh theory and academics and people to court um and make their parents feel so small only because they don't have they've never had access to that knowledge uh that today these young people have 
mm-hmm. which is why they could think as progressively as they do and mm-hmm. i do think and i and i do think it's something that we as younger people need to be very cognizant uh, cognizant about uh, we need to be very self aware about and we have to approach our parents with a lot more understanding than we do hmm what is what is actually that balance because you know on a daily basis i navigate it uh, i am sure urvi and gurmeher also do that um how do you actually have a conversation then with with your parents or with older family members and they come from a different point of view when you have a different perspective how do you have the have that conversation without breaking each other's heads i'd say avoid unnecessarily starting conversations when it's really important i will but if it's just suddenly out of the blue i'm attacking my father and why 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 are you like this why are you not like me and why are you supporting this political party why are you not supporting this one i won't do that out of the blue i'll do that when it's important and i i see something he's done or he said it's it's just that they have so much going on in their lives that maybe they don't have the time to scroll on instagram and read a bunch of infographics about why they should care about i don't know any any issue any issue hmm. i think i i think i'm very fortunate because a lot of my family i mean i'm from punjab um so i'm very fortunate in that sense i know a lot of uh, a lot of keralites would uh, would agree with me and relate to this but i think uh, we in i and like i'm very fortunate fortunate in the sense that i've grown up with uh, with family that's more or less in the same political um political sphere as i am um when it comes to just about politics i mean take something like climate change for example no exactly so so for me our disagreements often come on a lot more fundamental things mm-hmm. um whatever it would be religion for that matter you know mm-hmm. my my mother is a is is a is a krishna bhakt you know she's very into you know she would have uh she would dress you know she would do her puja she would dress the 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 idol and and she's very, and you know she's born sikh but she feels deeply connected to it and I, and often you know my intellectual my lsr trained brain which is like what mom so patriarchal <laughs> are these practices this is all myths this is all this is unreal and i think and i often think how arrogant of me and I'm, and every single time i've often thought that and now i look back to it um how arrogant of me to you know um to hurt somebody's beliefs and faith which are so harmless yeah. you know when it comes to religion whereas now on the other hand when it comes to things like caste um those are conversations um that that i often approach with a lot more um i wouldn't say aggression but a lot more firmness um yeah. but i've always kept that space open um you know i've always kept that space open for um you know to hear out what she has to say and i don't approach that conversation with trying to change what she has to say instead just be like okay i understand this is your belief but if you are saying good I don't want you to marry out of your caste or religion because I believe in it. I'm going to tell you you can believe in it, but I will still do it because I don't believe in it. Hmm. So if you won't change your belief for you know yourself, like for me, I'm not going to change my belief for you. And hmm. I think it often ends up being a hmm. it uh, it just and there's almost like a certain respect even from her side. She's like, "Yeah, I'm not changing. 
and she's and i'm just like yeah i'm not changing either i hope we're all okay with our little um agree to disagree situation mm-hmm. so as 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 openers loves to say you do you i think um <laughs> that's really it um but before we close um those were all of my questions for the two of you before we close do you two have anything to add as closing remarks i mean i have questions to will be in you how do okay. um, so so dikka to you how do you um like how do you deal with being being woke on the internet and how do you feel about this internet culture performativity and wokeness i think i don't deal with it <laughs> i mean i don't i'm not woke on the internet at all um i mean i think it's the way i use social media uh mm-hmm. facebook i don't use at all uh, barely um and instagram is is for me i think it's a place where i can put nice pictures mm-hmm. um it's not a very serious place for me um twitter is sort of a place to keep up with what's happening but not to sort of express my own opinion um i think i am i'm quite a- happy with keeping my thoughts to myself and actually talking to people around me and mm-hmm. having these conversations at home and with friends mm-hmm. um not to say that these are these are echo chambers for me um i have i have family which doesn't think the same way that i do and i have a lot of friends who don't think the same way that i do uh but i think i find a lot of meaning in those in those conversations rather than like conversations on the internet um i do you know i do sometimes end up feeling that um a lot of everyone is posting about the farmers protest let me you know let me reshare something that fade souza said you know for example um but i also realized that people who i know on instagram already know these things yeah uh, that's that's sort of why i don't also feel like posting anything i think yeah. i i yeah yeah that's such a wise way to approach it you know that yeah definitely realizing that these platforms aren't as aren't taken as seriously as you do and mm. just the other day on twitter modi girlfriend though was trending so it's just modi boyfriend though modi girlfriend though. so all of these things were trending so we yes twitter and instagram are good ways to raise awareness and help a cause when it does monetarily but it's also it also becomes this like you said echo chamber of people who are just yes men for each other mm-hmm. right and what i do if i want to share something that's a little more politically spiced um on my story i'll just the people i'll just block people who i know will have a problem with it if i don't have the headspace to deal with it so mm-hmm. i'll maybe take off someone off the story for some a few days and then when i do have the ability to have that conversation maybe i'll bring it up but i won't force myself to do it and i won't force others to do it i remember there was a uh, um a few friends of mine had a tiff between them where uh, one of one of them called the other one out um for not posting political stuff mm. and you don't know what the other person is going through is what my point is you don't know what circumstances they are in you don't know anything about them essentially apart from the persona they choose to put on so i don't think it's fair for us to put that pressure on others or us to or ourselves to 
be woke and be politically correct at all times hmm yeah. so just like how boring like you were like calling people out so tumne ye post nahi kiya exactly political nahi ho social media pe no but but somebody somebody else also said the same thing that would be did um parikshit who was on our first podcast he mentioned that um somebody uh, told him that hey you don't you don't put out anything about mental health on your instagram look here is what i do um and it's it's so uh, weird right like uh, i'm a psychologist i don't want to put about it no one will put it it's not responsible first yeah um so i know that this sense is there um to constantly you know want to say something or the other and i know we're going to close this very quickly but i think this also reminds me of um, of this incident that happened with the boys chat room yeah the yeah the locker room boys locker room boys yeah the boys locker room and i and i remember i remember i i had a you know like you said i had a i was very busy that day and i had a uh, i had a submission the next day uh, and a lot of people were like oh gurmeher you know you have to talk about this look at these young boys what are they doing it's terrible um they're objectifying women it's unhealthy um it's and and you have to react to it and i and i and i knew i wouldn't one because in my head instinctive my first instinctive thought was one i i, I knew these are minor boys i knew mm-hmm. i knew that these are young boys and if i'm going to talk about it i might as well go through like these series of screenshots that aren't even like in um in an order as they're coming to me uh, so i have to go through these series of screenshots of one person sees the screenshot of the other person the third person five five million people and like five different people and there's stories involved in it now it's like okay i don't have the mental bandwidth to maybe comment on it right now so i didn't what happened the following days was that somebody else did right mm-hmm. and somebody else didn't just comment on it uh but but uh but attacked one of the one of the boys that was involved in it very publicly um in in a very humiliating way um mm-hmm. and what followed then was uh one of the boys from the from the from the locker room situation yeah. ended up killing himself and the person who did rage about it in the internet uh and you know made stories and reels and um and and mm. calling out these these boys gained a lot of social capital mm. right tons of social capital the greatest feminist um look at them and and in and eventually you know when i when i now look back at it it still like sends me it makes me so uncomfortable it sends me like it sends shivers down my spine because those are juveniles right mm-hmm. there is yeah. a certain justice system um, you know you talked about mob mentality there is a certain justice system uh, that is in place you know that 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 is meant to it it is a faulty system the present system is faulty um but it's there it's still there's still a framework to it you know you're not if it's a younger than 18 if it's a boy who's younger than 18 even like even in a situation where that child has uh, or where that um where that young adult has raped a woman the punishment is a lot more or less uh, you know there are more uh, it's a more uh, you know the approach to it is less punishment more rehab Mm-hmm. as it must be um even with these boys i think 
the approach to their conversations the the things that they were saying terrible def i definitely do not stand by it but i think the punishment for it or our responsibility towards it as as people of the world as um as as adults should have been to approach it with not this absolute mob of shunning these kids but where where is the where is this coming from you know this needs to be talked about there has to be you know this person has to go to let's say therapy um but with the punishment shouldn't have been uh, a mob attack where a young child committed suicide and the other person just gained social capital and the yeah. same person might be posting about mental health might be talking yeah. about mental health and yeah. it's so yeah. weird right it's it's definitely very it's i don't think social media is a justice system hmm. definitely not. as good as it's as good as a trp channel uh, doing a media trial on young women hmm. <laughs> i mean i am actually i'm taking away so much uh, from this conversation um uh, one that there is so much anger on the internet but just not enough kindness and empathy thank you so much urvi actually for reminding us uh, of that um but i think when we when we talk about the pressure to be woke i think um it's best not to confuse social media with real life um and best not to you know post something irresponsibly um it's okay to not know something it's okay to walk away for some time and then come back when you want to know or when you're in a better headspace to know about those things um to make yourself like aware and educate yourself um but this has really been a wonderful conversation and i know that this is going to be valuable to everyone who who tunes in 